This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for being a part of the show. We are uh, just over a week away from the regular season starting. I'm sure every Laker fan is looking forward to that. Man, a lot of stuff going on here in Los Angeles. Let's just say when it comes to sports, um, we're stacked. And, of course, always a lot of interest in Los Angeles Lakers basketball. Let me give everybody just an idea what we're going to do on tonight's show. I want to give my thoughts on the first week of preseason basketball. We're four games in. Just two games left. What we can expect in the final two games, because I think the strategy is going to look completely different than what we've seen so far. I'm hoping, by the way, that that's the case. I want to start seeing some lineups that we think we're going to see on October 18th when the Lakers take on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Rob Palenka got an extension through 2026. Certainly got some thoughts on that. Dennis Schroeder back with the Lakers. He uh, spoke with the media earlier today as well. I just thought it was a really good interview. I'm, I'm going to play that interview um, later in the show as well. And then some of this chatter around Draymond Green wanting to be a Los Angeles Laker, if that has anything to do with what's going on up in the Bay Area. Okay, I know it's rumors. I know it's just chatter, but I will still spend some time to talk about it. Um, so Lakers get their first preseason, uh, preseason win yesterday. I know that sounds kind of funny, and I know it's just preseason. But in a weird way, it's kind of a relief that the Lakers, last year, if you guys remember, they went 0-6 in preseason. They started off 0-3. Last night, they went 127-124. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, break down every aspect of why they won that game. Um, but I will say this, that they're four games in. There is enough preseason basketball where you can get an idea of, okay, these are some things I like. These are some things I don't like. These are some things that I have no idea how to answer those questions until the regular season starts. Um, I'm going to list off a couple things here that I've noticed so far in preseason basketball. And I mentioned it. So Wednesday they got a game coming up against Minnesota Timberwolves. That's at Crypto. And then Friday they got a game at Sacramento. And then that's it. Uh, By the time this week's said and done, preseason is over. And the Lakers will look to uh, start their battle next week, a week from tomorrow, up in the Bay against the uh, Golden State Warriors in uh, in San Francisco. Here's what I like so far. I think it's a different vibe from last season. How much of that can you figure out in a preseason game? It's fair to say not too much. It's you know I'd be lying to you if we're gonna get all our questions answered in preseason basketball. That's not fair. It's not realistic. It's not gonna happen. However. There's some things I do like. I think that vibe, um, from from what I could tell, and th- there's a couple of ways to look at it. Anytime I think you get a new head coach, there's going to be a different vibe, just naturally. And anytime before the actual season starts and you haven't gone through the ups and the downs and there hasn't been all these times to, you know, guys can complain, guys are traveling like crazy, they're playing back-to-backs and they lose two in a row or three in a row, it's it's the honeymoon phase. So I think that's the phase that the Lakers are in. I've mentioned this, and I tried explaining it a little bit to Travis, and I'll do my best to do it here. I was in Vegas for both of those preseason games, and in Vegas where they had a seated, your courtside. So the things that we can hear 
when they have us set up courtside is a lot different than we're at crypto, and we're about 20 rows back. It's a big difference. Um, plus, the bench was right to our right at crypto. It's across the court, all the way on the other side. It, it's a completely different perspective. And you could tell that there is 100% an emphasis on defense. Um, you could say similar to, you know, that was obviously the mentality Frank Vogel had, certainly in that uh, championship season. The Lakers, their foundation was how they played on the defensive side. Um, so I, I think automatically Darvin Ham brings a vibe that is refreshing and it's uh, it's kind of a wake-up call it's a all right you could turn the page on whatever chapter that was over the last couple of years this is brand new early on anything brand new it's gonna feel good again once the regular season starts we'll see how that that messaging goes down the road so that's one thing that I could point out right out the gate is I think the vibe is a little bit better um, Patrick Beverly is gonna make an impact you know if I look at an individual player Look, I, I, we already know, hey, Anthony Davis, he's the key this season. LeBron, he's going into his 20th year. How is Russ going to fit? Those are storylines that we've had for the last year. In some cases, some of these guys the last two, three years. The Patrick Beverly thing is new. And the Pat Bev, you could see, oh, no, this guy's going to impact games. Maybe he's going to impact the game because he's barking on the sidelines. Maybe he's going to impact the game because he's picking up a Chris Paul full court. Maybe he's going to impact the game because – he blocks DeAndre Ayton and stares him down, then looks into the crowd and tries to get them fired up. However he impacts a game, the dude can impact games. I mean, that that part we've seen. He is the perfect definition for his entire career in the NBA. Anytime the, the Lakers have played a team that Patrick Beverly's on, uh, the Houston Rockets, the Los Angeles Clippers, and Minnesota Timberwolves, like, oh, this guy again. And then the moment he comes to the Lakers, it's like, oh, no, I like this guy. Yeah, no, 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 he's one of, he's one of us. It's it's funny to look at it that way, but that's the reality. And Pat Bev, you could see right out the gate, right out the gate, that this dude will have an impact for the Lakers in whatever capacity they need him to have an impact. Each team's got to have a guy like this. I think in the past, Lakers have had guys. Let's just use the championship run that they most recently had. Maybe it was a guy like Rondo. Maybe it was a guy like Alex Caruso. Maybe it was a guy like KCP. And I know, you know, none of those guys are exactly what Patrick Beverly is. They all are their own individuals. But Pat Bev gives you a little bit, a, a little bit of everything is the best way that I can put it. Another thing I like so far during uh, preseason play, Kendrick Nunn, that's, that's a real dude. That's a guy that, you know, we reached a point last season where you thought when the regular season started, okay, yeah, he's out a couple weeks, he'll be fine at a – He's got a, um, um, a a bone bruise, but he'll be fine, no problem. And then a month goes by, it's like, okay, um, I'm assuming he's going to come back soon. And then, you know, we just kind of kicked that can down the road. This year, he looks healthy. He said he feels healthy. And he's playing like a true, true threat off the bench for the Lakers that, in my opinion, after game one when Kendrick Nunn started, I had a lot of concern. Do the Lakers are, the, are they going to have depth? Who's going to come in off the bench and be that scoring punch for the Lakers? In the two games that he has played coming off the bench for the Lakers, he's had 20-plus points. He's instant offense. He's a threat right away. He looks ext- incredibly comfortable. So I, I've been a fan of what Kendrick Nunn has brought to the table already. A couple things I'm just going to point out that um, I, guess you could, <clears throat> I guess you could say I disliked. Not really getting a chance to see the stars play together. That was addressed 
Um, that was addressed partially yesterday, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. Um, some comments from Darvin Ham. But we really haven't got to see these guys play together. So I can't really tell what they are. And unfortunately, you know, preseason basketball is not going to give us too much of an indication of how good this Lakers team can be or where they're going to struggle exactly. I think you're going to kind of just have to figure it out once the regular season starts. I mean, AD is an example. He played the first half of the first game, didn't play the second game, didn't play the third game. And then yesterday he played 20-something minutes. Uh, LeBron, Russ, Patrick Beverly, those three guys haven't played the last two games. Uh, when these guys did play, they're predominantly just playing the first half. So it's it's really tough to kind of gauge what this Lakers team is. Um, so for that reason specifically, that's the part that, you know, I guess it's just part of preseason basketball. You're not going to play all your guys like it's a playoff game, and I completely understand that. However, what we can expect in the final two games, um, best best news that I've heard all preseason so far and this just kind of goes back to wanting to see what the rotations are going to look like, what these players are going to look like. Uh, Darvin Ham says the final two preseason games will be regular season minutes and rotations. Now, that doesn't mean that the Lakers, you know, got everything already figured out. That's definitely not the case. Um, but he said this. I'm going to read this real quick. Those last two games will be more regular season-like in terms of rotation and who's available. So we feel like we're right on course with what we need to do. So this brings me to, okay, well, what is that rotation going to look like? What's that starting lineup going to look like? We don't have, we don't have answers to that yet, but um, Darvin Ham did give us some information earlier today that is leaning towards the Lakers going with one of those smaller lineups. But before I get into that, these final two preseason games, we're going to finally get a chance to see against Minnesota on Wednesday and against uh, the Sacramento Kings on Friday, what does that starting rotation looks like? Who's coming off the bench? Who's the first guy off the bench? Who's the rotation when, you know, Kendrick Nunn's coming in? Are they going big? Is Damian Jones going to come off the bench and Wenyan Gabriel coming off the bench, or are they going to start off with a bigger lineup? Those are the things we really haven't got answered yet, and uh, it's exciting to know that in these two regular season games remaining, uh, these two preseason games remaining, we'll get a little bit of a taste of it. That's all I'm asking for. I think Laker fans are as well. What, and I always say this, you just there's so many teams out there in the Western Conference specifically, in the league, but I'll just use the West as an example. They have continuity already. They already know who their starters are. Guys like the Phoenix Suns, you know, the Golden State Warriors – even the Clippers, and I know they're trying to bring back Kawhi and their stuff that they got to figure out. But for the most part, these teams, the Dallas Mavericks, the um, yeah, you could go down the list. There's a lot of teams in the Western Conference. Maybe they added a piece here and there, but they know who their stars are. They know what their lineups are. They know the guys coming off the bench. And I think that's a little bit of a disadvantage for the Lakers so far uh, just because I don't think we have all those answers. And a lot of those answers – are probably going to have to be figured out once the regular season starts. So um, that's uh, kind of my thoughts so far on preseason basketball and what to expect in the final two games. All right, um, Darvin Ham also had something to say. Potentially a small lineup coming for the Lakers, and uh, this could be part of uh, what we're going to see in those final two preseason games. Plus, 
I want to get my thoughts on Rob Palenka and his extension for the Lakers through 2026. We'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. If you guys want to be a part of the show, uh, very simple here, 877-710-ESPN or hit me on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Stay right here. Lakers Talk, 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Lakers, uh, two preseason games left. Got one coming up on Wednesday, and then on Friday, the Lakers will take on the Sacramento Kings, and then that is it. Uh, Lakers will start the regular season. They'll play the Golden State Warriors. You know, yesterday was interesting. Um, no LeBron, no uh, Russell Westbrook, no Patrick Beverly. And uh, for the Golden State Warriors, they didn't have Klay Thompson. They didn't have Draymond Green. Obviously, Draymond, I'll get into him in a little bit. I got some thoughts on that whole situation. And there's some tie-ins with the Lakers there. But um, that is... You know, when we get to that game a week from tomorrow, I actually have no idea what to expect. You know, I guess that's kind of the part of the excitement when you start a new season. You're zero and zero, and whatever the hell has happened in the past is irrelevant. And whatever the experts say, the Lakers are projected to win X amount of games, and this player is expected to uh, win the MVP, and this team is expected the highest odds to win an NBA championship. None of that stuff matters once the season starts. And that is part of the excitement in the beginning. Where are the Lakers going to be through 10 games? Where are they going to be through 15, 20, 40 games? It's all over the place. You could ask five different people. They're probably going to have five different answers. I do know this, and this part uh, got me – yeah, I think it's interesting. I, I think I, – I was just mentioning that the Lakers, that Darvin Ham had mentioned, um, that these final two preseason games will be a regular season minutes and rotations. So it's time to, you know, really prepare and get ready for these uh, these games starting on October 18th. It sounds like as well that the Lakers, I'm going to read off a quote, Darvin Ham after uh, practice earlier today. AD at the five is under heavy consideration. So AD yesterday had that preseason game, 28, uh, 28 points in 21 minutes. 
I don't want to underplay that either. I mean, AD looked fantastic, and uh, anytime Anthony Davis is on the floor, we're watching him. He probably has 38 different cameras on him because every Laker fan's curious. What's he look like? Does he look healthy? Uh, is he favoring anything? Is he aggressive? Is he on the block? Is he on the outside? Just go down the list. Every question you could ask about Anthony Davis, we do that every single game. Um, but he talked about AD going at the five. I, I remember one moment. This was uh, in that second preseason game for the Lakers. I can remember Patrick Beverly. Lakers went small in that game. So they went LeBron at the five. I'm sorry, AD at the five, LeBron at the four. And then it was Austin Reeves, Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly. Kind of positionless basketball, right? doesn't really matter who brings it up or any of that stuff. And I remember after they used that for maybe about a quarter, quarter and a half um, against the Phoenix Suns, I could hear Patrick Beverly on the sidelines saying, oh, I like this. Oh, this is going to work. And it just got, more of it, I think, had to do with just the flow, right? AD is your five. AD can switch on any screen. They could push the ball up. Any of those guys can bring the ball up. And it, you, you kind of didn't know, okay, well, are the Lakers going to go with that on a consistent basis? Well, how, little, how the hell do I know? They didn't play Anthony Davis. I'm sorry, actually, AD didn't play in game two. It was Wenyan Gabriel that was in there. Wenyan Gabriel was the five. But the idea and the concept was the same. The idea and the concept was – you're going to go smaller. You're not going to have a traditional center and just freaking run. So you kind of you don't know whether the Lakers are going to use that strategy or not, but it sounds like um, Darvin Ham is mentioning here that they're strongly considering putting AD at the five. So what does that mean for the rest of the starting lineup? All right, I'm just going to make my assumption here. My assumption would be it would be exactly like the game two that they had. The only difference would be... Uh, Wenyan Gabriel would obviously be on the bench. AD would be at the five. Braun would be at the four. Uh, Austin Reeves, Russ, and Patrick Beverly. If that is the case, and if that is what the Lakers end up rolling with, cool. The only thing that I will say is, do they have enough defense on the floor? Well, Austin Reeves plays defense. Anthony Davis, um, obviously one of the better two-way players in the entire NBA. Patrick Beverly, I don't have to tell you his resume, he plays defense. So then it's up to Russ, who has continued to say, whatever the hell te- the team needs me to do, I'm going to do it. I'll take his word for it. Let's see what happens. And then you got LeBron from there, who's as smart, higher IQ than anybody else out there, but obviously not the same defender that he used to be uh, earlier in his career. It's interesting. You know, I think there's going to be certain teams where it fits perfect. Other teams, uh, as example, next game for the Lakers, got the Minnesota Timberwolves. If Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns are out there, okay, how will the Lakers do it? Maybe they'll just put AD on Carl Anthony Towns and tell Bron, you go guard Rudy Gobert. Everybody will come down and try to help you. But that means Gobert's got to guard you on the defensive side, and that's not going to happen. You don't want Gobert 25 feet away from the basket. So um, we'll see how the Lakers do it. I do know that Darvin Ham, this has been his emphasis always. I'm only going to get, play guys that play defense. So we'll see if that's a lineup that does it. If that does happen, then one of my favorite things would happen. It means Kendrick Nunn's coming off the bench, and I don't want to see Kendrick Nunn anywhere else. I want to see Kendrick Nunn coming off the bench. I think he would be perfect off the bench. I think the Lakers need him off the bench. So um, we'll see uh, what happens as far as potentially that small ball lineup. Um, so Rob Palenka... It was reported over the weekend. Uh, sources were reporting. Dave McBenjamin uh, wrote the article. Lakers GM Rob Palenka gets an extension through 2026. So if I if I throw out there, and I, I listen, I, I think 
Um, I think you could make an argument either way. I'm going to tell you my thoughts when I initially saw that Palenka gets an extension through 2026. So it's kind of been a very drastic, you don't really see this too often in sports. Rob Palenka has gone through the absolute highs already in his short tenure as president of basketball operations and absolute lows in his short tenure of president of basketball operations. That's not very common where you have such a high and such a low in such a small window of time. So I'll tell you what I mean. So if you guys remember, I'll never forget it. It's the final game of the regular season. Magic is the president of basketball operations. Palenka's under him. Um, and the final regular season game, Lakers taking on the Blazers, and we all know it. The famous Magic Johnson is talking to all the reporters. I was there at the time, shocked like everybody else. Magic stepping down. It's going to be Palenka's team now. Palenka's going to be the president of basketball operations. In that first summer, Palenka does the blockbuster move, the Lakers front office. They make that blockbuster move. They go out. They trade for Anthony Davis, give up every asset that they got, all the young pieces, and no one's complaining. You're getting Anthony freaking Davis. You're you're pairing up Anthony Davis with LeBron James. Let's see what that Lakers team could go do. Okay, that's the COVID year. Lakers actually were, were having a a really good season. They needed a couple tests. Can Okay, the Lakers have a good record, but they're not beating good teams. And that weekend before the NBA closed down, they beat the Clippers and the Milwaukee Bucks. One on a Friday night, that was the Bucks. One on a Sunday, it was a Clippers home game, a day game. Never forget those two days. They play one more game at Crypto against the Brooklyn Nets, lose that game, and then the NBA shuts down. Okay, restarts. What do the Lakers do? They go into Orlando. They go win an NBA championship. So Palenka's first year as a president of basketball operations. They win an NBA championship. Yeah, it's a pretty good start. Make some changes from there. What are the changes they make in the offseason? Remember, they go out and get Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, Marc Gasol. So they go away from some of the some of the guys that help them win an NBA championship or guys just signed somewhere else, whatever the case is. That first year, um, under some of the new regime, the new players, it doesn't work perfect. Anthony Davis continues to get injured, and the Lakers lose in the first round against the Phoenix Suns. I, I still thought Lakers can make a run at it if AD was healthy. It wasn't in the cards. Season ends. Okay, now the Lakers make a couple more drastic moves. Now they go trade for Russ. They get rid of a couple more role players. I don't need to talk about last year, but the Lakers don't even make the playing tournament. And we all know it's really tough not to make the playing tournament in the NBA. you got to almost be trying not to make the playoffs to not make the playing tournament. That's how uh, that's how many teams have a shot if you're 10th place in the Western Conference. Only five teams are not making it. And then here we are sitting today where we still don't really know what this team's going to be this year. So much of it, yes, will depend on health. But it's also roster construction, and the Russell Westbrook trade obviously has not worked out up to this point. So there's been uh, an absolute high for Rob Palenka, and then there's also been these lows, and now there's the question mark of, well, what are the Lakers going to look like this year, next year, over the next couple of years? I'm surprised. The only thing I was surprised about with Palenka's extension is that it's through 2026. So it actually lines up with Darvin Ham's contract. I thought it maybe made more sense um, in this run that the Lakers are in with LeBron James, with Anthony Davis. I thought it might line up with those two guys, but that's not going to be the case. Lakers obviously given Palenka that security. Uh, he does have an NBA championship under his belt. Now it's going to be his job to try to figure out how he gets the Los Angeles Lakers 
back in playoff contention, just get them back to the playoffs for now, and then we'll see if they're able to compete with some of those other big boys in the Western Conference. So that's my thoughts there. If you guys want to hit me on Twitter, at Alan Slew, if you got some thoughts on the extension for Rob Palenka. couple things I want to do when we come back. Um, so Dennis Schroeder is back with the Lakers. Talked about unfinished business. Uh, talked about Russ being basically like a big brother to him. I want to play actually that interview from practice today. It's about seven, eight minutes or so. When we come back, I want to play that. I got some reaction to it. Some stuff came out of it that I was a little surprised about as well. We'll do that all coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. All right. So uh, earlier today, Dennis Schroeder finally has worked his way back to uh, the States. He was in Germany for, uh, he's having visa issues in Germany. It was part of the FIBA championships that they had. I want to say Germany got to the final four. Um, So it's interesting, and I'm going to play that full interview here in just a second. Uh, The Dennis Schroeder piece to me, when the Lakers, um, when the Lakers signed him, you know, it's kind of like, okay, you know, I think they're signing him for $2.6 million, basically the minimum. There's no risk there. And there's also a thought, it's like, okay, kind of interesting why Dennis Schroeder would choose the Lakers uh, while other teams were interested. I want to say the Toronto Raptors had some interest in him. There was another team I can't think of, maybe the Phoenix Suns with another squad that thought that they could use him. And he chose the Lakers, and, I, you know, I'm kind of trying to think, all right, he's got a Darvin Ham connection. Uh, Darvin Ham's been a big part of his career. They spent time together with the Atlanta Hawks. He uh, played one year with Russ in the interview that I'm about to play. He talks about Russ basically being a big brother to him. So there's those connections. And then he you know, mentioned unfinished business with the Lakers. So Dennis Schroeder, when he was with the Lake Show a couple years ago, was getting paid $15 million. He was on the final year of his contract. All those reports coming out that Dennis Schroeder churned down an $80 million contract with the Lakers, which, by the way, he brings this up. Uh, Mike Trudell had asked him about it. He brings it up, and he basically says that, no, nah, that never really happened, or at least it didn't happen that way. If you guys want to ask somebody, go ask Rob Palenka. I got a feeling here that this time around for Dennis Schroeder, it's going to be it's going to be different. Um you know, I'm sure he's humbled in his career that those offers didn't come. I'm sure he's humbled in his career that at this stage, this is going to be either he's played nine years in the NBA or he's got his or this is uh, his ninth year coming. One of the two. Um, there isn't 15 teams out there saying, "Hey, Dennis Schroeder, we want you to play for us." 
there isn't five teams out there saying, hey, what, what what's it going to take? Is it $15 million a year? Is it $10 million a year? Is it $20 million a year? Those just offers aren't there anymore. And his opportunity now with the Lakers, it seems like has much more to do with can I find a way to make myself relevant again in the league? Can I find a way to show value? And obviously from an exposure perspective, there's no better place to get that exposure right here than Los Angeles. So I got a feeling that this year the expectations are so much different around Dennis Schroeder. You don't have to worry about the money portion of it. You don't have to worry about contract extensions. You don't have to worry about, oh, he's taking up X amount of the cap space. Dennis Schroeder is a true, true role player on the Lakers, and I think anything you get from him is gravy. So we'll see how it all end up, but take a listen here. This was from earlier today. Uh, this is also posted on Lakers.com. Full interview, Dennis Schroeder, uh, after Lakers practice. Dennis, uh, first off, welcome back. Um, when you signed with the Lakers, you had a great post, kind of a message to Laker fans. Do you feel like you have unfinished business here? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I said it uh, in my exit meeting, I think, uh, that we have unfinished business, you know, <laughs> playing with Bar and AD. Uh, now Russ, Pat Bev is here. Um, and all those young guys. Um, I'm ready uh, to work and I'm excited to be here. How special is that connection you have with Darvin Ham? How much did that weigh into you coming here? Uh, that was the main reason, to be honest. Um, you know, I've been with him 2013 when I got drafted in Atlanta and uh, he's been nothing but great to me. And uh, learning from him, you know, over the years, staying in touch. He had camps in Germany where I came, came through to support him. So. Uh, I call him family, and he knows that. So, um, you know, whatever it takes uh, to win a ball game, I do it. Hey, Dennis, uh, moving back a little bit, there were reports last time you were here that like, the Lakers offered a contract during the season, chose to decline, and of course now you're back here later to get some contract. Can you just would you like to take us through how that went and kind of how it played out to having you be here now? Yeah, I mean, uh, end of the day, I never never was a contract. You know, me and Rob, uh, we had good relationship. Um, he helped me and my family out every single time when I asked him to. Um, never was a contract, never rejected anything. Um, I don't know who brought it up, but that's the media, you know. Uh, but um, end of the day, no contracts. Um, and I'm just happy to be here. Uh, like you said, unfinished business, and uh, we just got to take care of the stuff um, and uh, win a chip. That's, I think, the goal. And um, other than that, with the with the contract, that's, uh, that's not true. But I think you guys can ask Rob and see uh, what he has to say about that. Um, just how, how much of this, I know you talk about unfinished business, but how much of this feels like a fresh start? Some other rosters change over, new coaches. Um, do, I mean, does it feel like, a, I mean, like just totally different in, a, in, a, in another way, even though you have history here? I mean, uh, the main guys are still here, you know, um, and then we added a coaching staff who I know from over nine years now. So I feel comfortable, came in today, my first day uh, being with them, um, and it was great. You know, the chemistry is still there. I think we still got to work on the chemistry a little bit because a couple of those guys I've never been around. Um, but I mean, that's my part as a point guard, you know, uh, to come in and uh, bring everybody together. And um, yeah. What about being teammates with Russ again? I know you guys had the one season of like? Russ is my guy. I mean, he uh, helped me so much uh, when I was there and even after that. You know, and um, 
he, he is like my big brother. He helping me. We staying in touch and uh, to play with him again. Um, it's gonna be great. You know, uh, it was fun times. Positive, positive vibes with him every single time. And um, I can't wait to get to work with him and uh, with everyone else. When you were here previously, you were a starter. Do you know what your role is going to be this time around? I don't know, but uh, I'm going to make sure everything I, I can do, I bring to the to the team to win ball games. And I mean, Coach Darvin knows. He knows me for 10 years now. He knows what I bring. And whatever it is, you know, um, I'm going to do whatever uh, to get a W and um, to uh, finish the unfinished business. The last Lakers team you were on obviously was a, was a strong group because we were coming off the championship, but there's no fans in the stands for the majority of the season. You never did this, not that yeah. you, know, you missed this, but you never did this. <laughs> we were on Zoom the whole time. Uh, how much of that Laker experience did it ever feel like what you would anticipate being a Laker would feel like? Yeah. It didn't feel uh, anything like it, you know, because there was no fans, like you mentioned, you know, the media and all that was it was not there. So uh, through difficult times with COVID, um, but now being here, there was another main reason uh, why I came. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, I'm excited to play in front of our fans, uh, to compete, you know, and uh, to do everything in, in my power to uh, win ball games. Just one more on the, on the contract, whether it was offered or not. Uh, you were in line at the, at the place you were in your career to perhaps sign a, a longer term deal, perhaps um, a more lucrative deal. You're here on a veteran minimum extension, or veteran minimum contract, excuse me. Um, where do you feel like your career is at in terms of trying to get security in this league? I mean, uh, I played uh, my ninth year and my tenth year now. Uh, my third year, I signed a big uh, contract. Um, of course, the whole situation uh, with the Lakers, um, that was a little weird. That's the reason why I said I even play for free here, you know, um, just <laughs> to make it right and just to uh, put everybody in the in the right direction. and. Um, don't matter for me you know my family is good uh, my kids is good and uh, they're gonna be good so end of the day I do this uh, that's, that's my passion and um, of course uh, it would be great you know to sign a big deal and a longer term deal and uh, that's my goal still um, but end of the day we're here now and uh, I'm gonna do everything I can right now to uh, just help my teammates uh, win ball games. Dennis, we talk about you defensively, and he caused you just to 94 feet. Um, how different is this group defensively, you know, with all the on-ball defenders that they have, you know, and then especially with you, what you bring? How do you like this group defensively? UK, none, you know, Pat Bev, and others can defend here. I mean, it's a special group, you know, um, to play first off with probably like three, four Hall of Famers uh, in one team. Um, that's pretty special. Uh, Russell Westbrook, I mentioned him before, AD, Braun. Um, but everything else, everybody else, um, just gotta, you know, they part, gotta do their part to, to impact the game. And uh, for me, defensively, uh, I'm gonna try to be defensive-minded. Of course, you know, try to involve my teammates and be aggressive, uh, like I, I mean, what I did before uh, for the last nine years. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, to compete with uh, Pat Bath. You know, I've played against <laughs> him a couple of times, but uh, seen today already he's a little, you know, uh, different. And uh, I mean, um, I like it though. We are competitors and uh, we try to get after it. There's a coach just mentioned that he was very happy about the strong performance you had at the Eurobasket. Mm -hmm. um, 
and uh, especially about your leadership you, you, you displayed. Um, do you think there's anything that you have learned through the experience over summer that you could bring into this team and, and the league in the season? Yeah, of course. I mean, leadership is one of those things. Uh, even when I was here, you know, um, the chemistry wasn't because of COVID and all these things. We couldn't even go to the restaurant with the team and there were so many restrictions, so we couldn't even do anything. So, I mean, um, all the veterans, myself, uh, we got to just do a great job having the team around, you know, um, do a lot of activities together just to build the team chemistry. Everybody talking about team chemistry, but you got to do a lot for it. So that's what we did in Germany. And uh, of course, I try to bring that here to um, be like a little family and we go to war together when we play. All right, that is uh, Dennis Schroeder from uh, practice earlier today. So I a lot of interesting stuff. He said he never was offered a contract, got unfinished business with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Los Angeles Lakers, talked about Russ being this guy like a big brother, and I love the competition that he was talking about already with Patrick Beverly. So I think those are all positives for the Lakers. And to be honest with you, I don't think anybody really should be guaranteed a lot of uh, minutes until they earn it. And maybe by Wednesday we'll start figuring out, once we start getting those regular rotations, what that's going to look like and what guys make most sense to be getting a bulk of those minutes, to be starters, to be the first one off the bench. We'll have to wait and see. And Dennis Schroeder is going to be you know, obviously fighting. He's fighting for his career here. He wants to stay in the league and he wants to continue to be an asset and potentially get another uh, big-time contract in the NBA. We'll see what happens. All right, Caesar Sportsbook has their number. How many wins will the Lakers have this upcoming year? Uh, I'm going to reveal that, plus this whole Draymond Green Warriors fallout and how the Lakers somehow fall into place here. We'll do all that coming up next. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so a week from tomorrow, Lakers will start their regular season. I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at the schedule yet, but the Lakers' schedule to start off, yeah, let's just say there's not going to be too much of a tune-up. Uh, brutal. Golden State Warriors, they got the Clippers. They got a couple road games at Denver, at Minnesota, another matchup against the Clippers. 
Um, and some home games against playoff type of teams. The Pelicans are a playoff team. The Cleveland Cavaliers are, believe it or not. Uh, Denver, you got Portland on that list. Portland will be an interesting one. I, I think they're going backwards. I know they got Dame, um, but we'll, we'll see what happens with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, but you're not going to have much time to really. Um, you're not going to have much time to tune up. And I spent a little time earlier in the show. If you're just tuning in right now, by the by the way, if you miss any part of the show, any of our shows that we do on 710, download the ESPN LA app. And all the shows are there. So Lakers Talk got its own channel there. And uh, we always obviously load up the show once uh, once we're done here. But all the shows throughout the morning to the afternoon to the evening, all our shows go up on uh, the ESPN LA, app, ESPN LA app. So feel free to do so. Um, but that schedule is tough. And you start looking at, so Caesar Sportsbook put out, they put out their over-under on the Lakers. And they got the Lakers at 44 and a half wins. So let's just round up. Let's say they got the Lakers at 45 wins. That means the Lakers would go 45 and 39. That means they'd be 6 games over 500. Just a reminder last year and I know I know Laker fans already know this. The Lakers were 33 and 49 last year, 16 games below 500. I think they won their last two games to avoid that 50 mark. 16 games below 500. It's a significant change if you go from 16 games below to 6 games over 500. However, there's some reasons for it. It's not like if obviously if Anthony Davis is there, he's healthy, then it's going to be a completely different story. We'll see how Bron is and we'll see just the makeup of what the Lakers did in the offseason and how Darvin Ham um, how he can help create potentially a culture that's about defense and obviously is about winning. But their margin for error is so small. So if you said, all right, you think they're going to get 45 wins plus or 45 wins below, their margin for error is is so small. And I think there's certain teams in the West, certain teams in the NBA, where I don't think where you get into the playoffs is as important as just Let's just get in and we'll figure it out from there. The Lakers fall into that category. If the Lakers are 10 games over 500, I'd say, damn, that's a that's a really good regular season. means a lot of things probably went the Lakers' way. means AD played a lot. means Braun was around a lot. means that Russ actually, you know what? Okay, he's not perfect, but he's found a role with his team and he's fitting in just fine. It means uh, Patrick Beverly and Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker. It means all these guys are they're playing good team basketball. Or it could mean Lakers also went out and made a trade and they got some other role players that they think fit better. Well, if they're 10 games below 500 and it's more of what we've seen, more along the lines of what last year was, then you're kind of right back to square one and you don't feel like there's a solution coming up anytime in the near future. But that's what Caesars got them. So Caesars got them 44 and a half wins. Um, that's about right. I would take that. Flakers were 45 and 39, to be honest with you, just based off where they were last year. Um, you're going to be in a, uh, I mean, ideally, you're closer to 10 games over 500. Even though 10 games over 500, the Minnesota Timberwolves were 10 games over 500 last year, they were still in the playing tournament. So it's not like, they were 10 games over 500, and they were free and clear, and they got to sit in that number six seed. Now, you're looking at 14 games over 500 if you want to not be a part of the playing tournament. I don't know how realistic that is, and to be honest with you, I don't think anybody knows until this uh, Lakers season starts. So Draymond Green, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick a story here that takes us 
to a situation that had nothing to do with the Lakers and then now has kind of found its way to do with the Lakers. So we all know that Draymond Green, it was, let's see, we were in Las Vegas. I want, I want to say the news initially came out on that Wednesday. I could be wrong, but I, I, I want to assume it was on that Wednesday. There was some kind of scuffle that Shams had reported. Yeah, something happened over, the, some altercation between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. And you really didn't get too much information from there. Next day, the Warriors come out, their presser and... Bob Myers, president there, basketball operations. He has his comments and his thoughts, Steve Kerr had his thoughts. And then TMZ releases a video, I want to say the next morning, like Friday morning, I think it was. And they release a video, and Draymond obviously lays out one of his own freaking players, Jordan Poole. By the way, I've already done this with Travis Rogers. I'm not going to go and do it all over again. I don't understand suspensions in the NBA. I just don't because – if you don't get suspended for that, then why the hell is anybody gets getting suspended? If we just pretend, oh, well, because it wasn't a practice, then it, all of a sudden nothing matters. I don't know how the world works in the NBA. I don't know how some of that stuff works when it's supposed to be behind the scenes, but this wasn't behind the scenes. It came out. It was on TMZ, and obviously the video came out, and he lays out his own player. I listened to the full interview, the full apology from Draymond Green yesterday because the Lakers were about to play the Golden State Warriors. And for the pregame show, I just kind of want to make sure I was knowledgeable on the situation. Um, I heard Stephen A. Smith today, and Draymond's not with the team right now. We'll see what happens. I heard Stephen A. basically say, he said, Draymond Green is expecting this to be his last year in Golden State. Now, he wants to be a Laker. He ain't gonna tell you about. He ain't gonna tell anybody that. But don't think I don't know. He'd prefer to be a Laker if he's got to leave Golden State. I don't know what's gonna happen with Draymond Green. I don't. I really don't. Um, you know, this isn't gonna be the first time Draymond Green has been in a situation with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, obviously, the one everybody remembers, the situation that he had with Kevin Durant during a Clipper game at at the Times Staples Center, where the two are yelling at each other. And there's a lot of people that think. Kevin Durant, part of the reason why he left was that situation with Draymond Green. Okay, that's one example. Another example is when he gets himself suspended in game uh, game f- six of the NBA Finals, and then it goes to game seven and the Golden State Warriors lose uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers in game seven at home. Again, it's not the first time Draymond's been in a situation like this. However, I will say, as much as I hated to see that whole situation unfold, I'm a fan of Draymond's game. Hate what he did with Jordan Poole, but I'm a fan of his game. Uh, I I have always said that I think that Draymond is the heart and the soul of the Golden State Warriors. They've won four NBA championships in eight years. Pretty freaking ridiculous. They have dominated this era of NBA basketball, and he's a big, big piece to, uh, to do with it. I saw a tweet from, who was it? I saw a tweet over the weekend Somebody else had mentioned something about, man, he really wants to get to L.A. Now you see Stephen A. Smith talking about it as well. Maybe where there's smoke, there's fire. I have no idea. But what I will say is if Draymond Green is no no longer part of the Golden State Warriors, yeah, that's a different team. That's not the same team that was winning those champions. It was Trey Young that had a, a tweet about it. Um, that's a completely different team. And if the Lakers, again, it's one of those guys. You, you hate to see – you hate to play against them. But if he's on your squad – 
that's a much, much different conversation. And we'll see what happens. Still the beginning of the season. Lakers will start their first game a week from tomorrow against Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors. So we'll see what happens. Um, okay, a couple of shout-outs here. Thank you to Michael Funches. Thank you to Mario Ruiz. Thank you to Laura Romo. Uh, I'm back on tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. with Travis Rogers. Appreciate you guys all being a part of the show. Thank you for tuning in to Lakers Talk. LA, have a great rest of your night. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.